What's up, Los Angeles? This is me, Casey Diaz, host of the Shot Caller Podcast. Hey, um, there's so much going on in Los Angeles right now. There's major recalls. There's all kinds of stuff. And, of course, we have a big problem in our beautiful city. And that's with uh, the crime spike that's just, um, well, it's, it's out of hand. And today I have the honor to have um, a really cool uh, person here that serves our community, Los Angeles. Um, you are, if you watch the news, you're very familiar with his, uh, who he is, his face, and, and he's, he's, well, he tackled one of the biggest cases that in the last uh, 10 years we've seen. Unfortunately, um, it, it was the, the uh, Gabriel Fernandez case so here we have a very good new friend of mine, John Hatami. Thank you so much for being here, John. I, I really appreciate your time. And we had lunch, and uh, I never thought I'd have lunch there at the place that we had lunch at. Um, but it was fun meeting you, and I, I love that you're very down to earth, man. Thank you so much for, for being here on the podcast. Well, Casey, I want to thank you so much for having me. Um, it, it is an honor for me as well. Um, to uh, meet you. Uh, I think we've connected. Uh, we're both believers, which I think is something that's important in my life, and I know it's important in your life. Uh, we're both also Angelinos, and we're raising our families here in this community, and we want it to be a safe community for our families, for our children, and for everybody else's children. So definitely thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I, uh, you know, um, uh, Ed, I, I mentioned Ed because... Uh, uh, as you know, the month of March uh, on this podcast, it's uh, Law Enforcement Month. So uh, we've had um, quite a bit of uh, uh, police officers here. Uh, we have uh, a, a former reti well, a retired captain of the uh, Rampart uh, Police Department uh, back in the 80s, late 80s and early 90s. He'll be joining us next. But, you know, I, I look at your life um, – I, I watch the news all the time. I try not to. But then, you know, when, when you're concerned about your city going down the toilet the way it is, I mean, I was just watching the news. I, I barely turned it on for about three minutes. And it's a bunch of guys ransacking the city of Linwood and just blatantly uh, breaking into somebody's car, taking a part out of the car, and there's no there's no regard for for law anymore. That's what it seems under this current DA that we have. Unfortunately, and I'm a big believer that if you're soft on crime, listen. If you're soft on crime, that never works. It just never works. And I don't know why we 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 have this this DA that thinks that that fixes the problem. That if you just kind of let people go, you know, uh, and just wave to them. They're, they're not going to return. They're not going to reoffend. They're just going to go about their business, and they're gonna, they, get, they get it. A day in jail, they get it, if, if that. What do you say to what's going on in our city right now? I mean, it's horrendous. The homicide rate in Los Angeles County in the last two years have, has risen 94%. The homicide rate in L.A. City has risen almost 54%. The majority of the victims are people of color, are people in our community, Casey. 
Um, and it doesn't seem like George Gascon cares about so many individuals who are being killed. Some of them are children, and, and I don't think he cares. Smash and grab burglaries are happening constantly. Many of these individuals get arrested and then get released. Um, we have a large amount of individuals who go to restaurants and then get followed back to their home, and then they're getting robbed or attacked. We have people who are getting killed in their own homes. And George Gascon, basically day one, he said, these are all the crimes I'm not going to prosecute. And if you have a DA, and you know this, Casey, if you have a DA who's supposed to be the top prosecutor who tells the population, here's all these cases I'm not going to prosecute, it emboldens criminals. It emboldens individuals who want to hurt others to say, hey, I could do that and nothing's going to happen to me. And, and I think that that's, that's what's, well, that's the news to every criminal mind that's out there right now. That, well, and we talked about a certain thing that, that also uh, happened under Gascon is if you're a minor, the LWAP is out the window. Uh, you're not going to be tried as an adult. So th- that's a dangerous element. One, number one, because these, these teenage gang members, these kids that are just dabbling, getting their feet wet on the streets, in these gangs, this is what happens. This is what happens. They have leadership, and those older go, older gang members or older gang leaders aren't going to be doing the crimes. They're going to send the little kids because they know that the well, LA is being soft on violent crime, the the sex trafficking. You have that just spinning out of control, and you're right. Who, who does it affect? It, it affects African-Americans. It, it affects Hispanic communities. It, it affects Koreatown. It, we're so diverse here in Los Angeles. But the lower, <laughs> I, I hate saying this, this word, but, but, but it is what it is. The ghettos, right? The, the lower income communities. This is who's going to have to wake up every morning to helicopters up on the roofs, and, and and if they call the, the police, if they if they reach to nine one one, nothing's going to happen. So, wh- as a resident, what do you do? And 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 uh, your your department is uh, you you had the department where uh, crimes against children, <laughs> and we talked about this over lunch. That's a different beast, man. And I'm so glad that we have someone like you that doesn't play games, that doesn't, you know, pander, and that says, hey, that's a crime. I'm going to prosecute that to the full extent of the law. I want to make sure that our city is safe. I mean, you've seen stuff that the regular person hasn't. How do you, how do you, I mean, how do you, on a day-by-day, let's go on a day-by-day of John Tommy. What does that look like? And I can tell you when George Gascon first took office, he basically said any cases where we had children who were tortured, abused, or murdered, he wanted us to remove certain allegations and certain enhancements. Um, That troubled me. That troubled a lot of people in my office. Um, I'm morally against that. Also, legally, it's, it's not legal to do that. Um, not only that, I took an oath. 
I yeah. took an oath, and my oath wasn't to a politician or to a DA. It was to the people of Los Angeles, and my job is to fight for children. And so um, a week later, um, when I had a case of a little girl that was tortured and murdered, I refused to follow his policies. Um, basically, um, cases are based upon the law and based upon evidence. They're not based upon someone's political belief. And I've been fighting ever since for children. It's a difficult job. It's a difficult job um, looking at cases where children are abused and are murdered, especially being a believer. Sometimes you doubt God. Hmm. You know, you see these cases, they're hard. Yeah. They're, they're hard to understand. But at the end of the day, my job is to look at the evidence, file cases that we can prove beyond a reasonable doubt, um, make sure I'm fighting for children who couldn't fight for themselves, and make sure individuals who are dangerous, dangerous to children yeah. and dangerous to all of us, are prosecuted and they can't hurt anybody else. I think another thing you said, Casey, that's important to talk about is people in our community, in your community, in my community, in our community, we want police officers who are responsive and responsible. And so George Gascon doesn't understand that. In our communities, Casey, we want police officers who are responsive to make sure that something bad is happening, they help us, who are also responsible, um, who are not doing things sort of harassing individuals who are good people. Um, And so defunding the police doesn't work. It doesn't help any of us. Um, We want better police officers. We want police officers who are trained. We want police officers in our communities to make sure that we're safe. And then when it comes to juveniles, um, George Gascon has a really bad and dangerous policy. If you're 16 or 17 years old and you arm yourself with a firearm and you're involved in a gang and you go out and kill people, George Gascon doesn't think you should be prosecuted in adult court and he thinks you should be released at 25. And so you know this, Casey. Yeah. If you take a 17-year-old uh, who's involved in gangs, who's killing people, and you release that individual at 25, you're really going to have a dangerous situation. And so we're not talking about kids who make mistakes. Uh, I made mistakes as a teenager. I committed crimes as a teenager. Um, we're not talking about small mistakes. We're not talking about individuals such as kids or juveniles who make mistakes. We're talking about juveniles who are committing murder, juveniles who are committing sexual crimes, juveniles who are molesting children. Those individuals need to be looked at differently to make sure that our public is safe. I agree. I, you know, one of the things that, uh, and, and I've said this so many times, and when I go on speaking engagements, I say this, that, you know, one of the things that cleaned up our streets, uh, as bad as, you know, I think that the three strikes long, should have been looked at a little bit, a little bit longer, and then kind of tweaked here and there. Uh, I didn't agree with the pizza guy going and serving twenty five years to life, and that's a lot of tax money. It's a lot. That's the pockets of very hardworking Angelino, right? Uh, but you stick a gun, a knife in somebody's face, then you need to be in there. Period. That's it. I mean, you 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 chose to pick out a, 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 a hardworking person and you victimize them. You have no business on the streets at that point. Uh, but one of the things that I do agree with the three strikes law is that it cleaned up our streets a lot. For the last 20 years, uh, and, and I say this, you know, let's take it back. So from 92, I think it was 92 that the three strikes law came in, into effect. We had a good... I'd say about 
10, 15-year run where it wasn't as crazy as the 80s, uh, late 80s, mid-80s, late 80s, and then the early 90s. Because that law put away a lot of gang leadership away, and rightly so. So there, there's a place for harsh punishment. When you, when you instill fear in a community, and it's not, listen, and, 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 and a lot of you guys that, that listen to this podcast, uh, some of you agree, uh, and you still listen. Some of you disagree, and you still listen. And I know why you listen. I know exactly why you listen. <laughs> it's my voice. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's it's because, you know, you, you're getting two sides of the story. Uh, here's me as an ex-convict, and I'm letting you know that there is a place for certain individuals that we do belong in solitary confinement. We did belong in, in, in long sentences. That, that, wasn't, that was a good thing for us. I learned. You know, I remember being in, uh, in front of the parole board. And when they asked me, do I deserve to go home? I had already turned my, my life over to Christ. My answer, without hesitation, said, I said, no. I belong here for the rest of my life. If the court would have sentenced me to that, I would have been okay with that because I understood the depravity of my crime. I understood the seriousness of my crime. When you commit a crime on, on, the, uh, on any, in anywhere, it's not just that you're affecting one person. It's a ripple effect across the board. You're, you're costing money to the county, to the state, to the city, and let's put the money to the side. What about the emotional stress that that victim will have for the rest of their life? They'll have trust issues. This is something that, you know, you talk to somebody that's been, you know, these uh, follow-home robberies now. We have a lot of that here in Los Angeles now. And I see this thing, man. I see it on the news. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking when you see somebody just from a long day of work they're just trying to put, you know, as if we didn't have a, and right now we're just so upside down economically, we're upside down. Everybody's just trying to put food on the table and have a roof over their family's head. That's really what it's all about. And to be followed home, ransacked, tied, and put a pistol to their faces or hit, whatever it is, and for Gascon to say, well, Let's 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 look at this differently. What's what's so different to look at? You just terrorize the whole entire family, who's just trying to live. That those people do not belong in our streets. Period. That's 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 end of deal right there. And and I I I get as you can tell I get worked up because I've been on the other side of the fence, understanding how crime works. And the effect, the aftermath. Listen, if you're a voter in Los Angeles, you have a responsibility to get this individual out of that office. He has no business in that office at all. There's, there's no help coming from him. 
And so I'm, I'm glad that you're here and, and giving us your side of what you see in courtrooms across Los Angeles. I mean, you got to wake up to a full plate, John. How do you deal with that? I mean, first off, Casey, I think it's great that you see we have a deputy district attorney here. We also have an individual who committed a crime and served their time in state prison, and now they're out. And we're both together. We're yeah. both talking about these issues. Um, you know, that shows a lot about Los Angeles and how great this community is. Um, the fact that you served your time and you admitted and took responsibility for what you did um, you rehabilitated yourself. Um, you dedicated your life uh, to Christ and to God. Um, you you were released, and now you're a productive citizen uh, in this community. And that's it. That is your inspiration to so many individuals. In addition to that, that's what we want. We should want that. And so Gascon doesn't want that. Um, he doesn't understand. He doesn't have empathy for others. Um, he also is not a responsible district attorney where he doesn't understand you can have reforms and you can have public safety. Yeah. You can have everything. And right here you see that. You see an individual who did their time and who's now out in society with a family, working hard, paying taxes, trying to help others. That is what we want in our society. We want that. Um, George Gascon just wants individuals to be released. Um, he wants uh, crime and chaos in our communities. He doesn't care. He cares more about politics and how he looks than he cares about actual results. And so, yeah, it's tough going to work with a boss like that. Yeah. Um, it's difficult handling the cases that I handle. Um, I trust uh, in God. Uh, I have a strong belief system, which really helps me. Uh, I have a good significant other, a good wife, uh, who's the mother of my children. Um, and she's also my best friend, and she's real supportive, too. Um, I also believe in what I'm doing. I believe in fighting for children. Um, I've been doing that for a long time. I also believe in my community. Um, I've served in the United States Army. I've also served my community for uh, over 20 years, um, and I'm going to continue to do that. I believe in Los Angeles, and I believe in making Los Angeles a better place. I think you're also right about three strikes. I think that um, a DA needs to have discretion, but that discretion needs to be used in an empathetic way and in a way that you involve public safety in the community. So individuals should be looked at individually, and their cases should be looked at individually, and then you assess if somebody's a danger, danger to society and you should implement three strikes or an individual made a mistake and uh, they're trying to get their life back on track, but they did something small and they don't deserve to be imprisoned for 25 years to life. What can you do to help that individual and also help society? I mean, I think that's an important thing to look at. Um, and I don't think George Gascon really cares. I think he just has implemented policies that are based upon p politics and um, he's going to keep those policies no matter what. And he only cares more about media than he does about you or I or people yeah. in our community, like you were saying, uh, children of color, people of color, uh, people in lower socioeconomic areas, people that are suffering as a result of these policies. Um, George Escon lives in a gated community. Um, he's been in San Francisco most of his time, 
Um, he doesn't have young children. He's not raising a family here. He has no stake in the safety of our community like you and I do. Yeah, yeah and it's unfortunate, man, that we're having to deal with this current problem in that office. You know, um, I love Los Angeles. And one of the things that, you know, uh, really pushes me to be very vocal on on issues like this that really matter is because, well, uh, I'm a dad. Uh, um, I'm raising three kids. And I got two adult kids, you know, and, and I, I'm very blessed that they, they, they didn't have to live in the areas that I was raised in. I was raised in the MacArthur Park area and in South Central back and forth. They've never had that. They never tasted that. But that's not the case for every Angelino kid out there. There are kids that that's all they, they wake up to gunshots. I mean, just recently, right? I mean, it's, it's a repetitive thing. It's a cycle uh, that just, it's a wheel that just keeps turning. Kids, I mean, there was a, a drunk driver that ran his truck, right? And then ran off. They're still looking for him, I believe. And killed the father and, and his, uh, his kid while they were sleeping, how is it that we've gotten to a point in this life that lawlessness is just out of control? I had a, a, a friend of mine, an LAPD officer, ask me what I thought. Why is it that, that teens right now are just blatantly, there's a disregard for authority? Why is that? And my answer is, well, we have to start with, is God in the family? Is Christ in the family? You know, uh, when there's an absence of God in the family, that's a, that's, a big, that's a big negative there. Because if we teach our kids, if it starts at home, and we teach our kids that authority matters, that if we honor God, if we respect God, if we reverence him, and we we obey him. Well, if we if if we're taught at a very young age to obey the Lord, well then obeying the teacher, obeying law enforcement, and obeying the older, uh, you know, grandfather, grandmother, uh, and elder, then it's 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 given because we that kid has been raised understanding that you need to honor the Lord, right? When that is missing. And then again, again, then there's that, you know, when the dad is missing, how does that affect the family unit? Well, that's that's a big. It's it's unfortunate, and most of the guys that and gals that are in prison doing time, the stories are very repetitive. You know, uh, dad was absent, <clears throat> or never there, or there, but oblivious to responsibility in the household and that's the case right i believe in redemption i i I really believe that someone and i don't think that a person can actually change on their own i believe it takes the lord i believe it takes christ in the heart of man convicts us of sin the holy spirit convicts us of sin and when we really have encountered christ well that's the turning point that's the change that happens in our heart and that's what you know all of a sudden you have that Romans 8 
experience where no God put that in order and if if you if you obey God if you obey authority well then authority will actually be your friend the defunding of the police was the most <laughs> I'm going to say it the most dumbest idea that that someone could come up with because we need that see and I love your what, what your uh, the point that you just made Gascon doesn't live in Watts. Gascon doesn't live on Alvarado and, and, and Six. Gascon doesn't live in Compton. Gascon pretty much probably lives in a really nice gated community far away from helicopters being hovering over homes and, you know, <laughs> fentanyl being distributed throughout throughout the, you know, within, you know, <laughs> a, a, a stone throw. That's not where he lives. But the ones that, that live there have to put up with that Every single day. It's that single mom that's having to raise a kid. And it doesn't matter what, what her choices were. The thing is, she's in that situation. And she has to work for on her own, take her kid to school or a daycare. And then the kid returns and has to run through a gang-infested area a drug dealer, and now, if you're in Compton, Watts, South Central, pimps, they're just out there. I mean, they're, they're, they're not even, here's the thing, it, they're not even hiding anymore. It, people that are committing crime, I remember in, in, in our days, we were at least, at least we were, you know, you knew that you were doing something wrong. And when police came, it, you ran or you, but you really weren't as disrespectful as, as we see now, I mean, there's videos on TikTok. There's videos on YouTube of people getting pulled over and they'll step out of their car and start breakdancing. The disregard for law and order is out the window. How do we get back? How do we get our city back, John? How do we do that? You know, I think those are a lot of good questions, Casey. And there's a lot of different ways, I think, that... Um, all of us can help each other. Um, I think one of the things is education. Yeah. Um, we have to put um, enough resources and enough money into education. Um, if you really want to help society and, and help them in the criminal justice arena, it starts with education. Yeah. It starts with providing good quality education to our children. And that doesn't mean just in wealthy areas. That means in all areas of Los Angeles. That is incredibly important to our children. Um, but it has to start uh, at a young age. Yeah. Um, and also you said uh, fathers. Um, the word father and the word dad is not just a word. It's more than that. Um, and my father was abusive. Um, I was raised mostly by my mom. Um, and it, and it, it affected it affected me, and it still affects me. Many people are like that. Um, you know, obviously, I think at a certain point, you have to realize things and try to overcome them. Um, but I think we have to understand that children um, need our support. They need good education. They go through trauma, and we have to try to help them uh, overcome that. And so I'm, I'm a big supporter of helping children, of trying to have more... Uh, parks for children, more green space, 
Um, when people talk about the unhoused, what they don't realize is the unhoused really affect children. Uh, it takes over their beaches. It takes over their green space, areas where, where we want children to have green space in Los Angeles. We want them to be able to go to Venice and beaches and, and enjoy that. Uh, that's important. We need to help our children in those areas. We need to also help our families and, and, our, and especially single moms. We're trying to raise children. Um, in addition to that, I think a good faith system is important. Yeah. I have a saying on the door uh, of my office, uh, Isaiah 6, 8. Mm. Uh, the Lord said, whom shall we send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here I am. Send, send me. me. Yeah. And so we need more people who are willing to, to do the tough job, who are willing to take that tough task, who are willing to take that difficult road, and not the easy road, but the righteous road to do the right thing. And so I hope we get more people to do that. In addition to that, we have really, really bad politicians mm. in Los Angeles. They are not leaders. Leaders lead from the front, they lead by example, and they don't need permission to do it. They just lead. And we have a lot of quote-unquote leaders here in Los Angeles who are not doing their job, who, who care more about being on TV than they do care about their actual community. Gascon's one of those individuals. Um, we have a mayor uh, who, who is not good at all. That's another individual. Um, we have people in this community who care more about their title and how long they've been doing something than they care about actually helping their community and helping their constituents. So we need better leaders, people who actually want to lead good people yeah. um, who, who actually want to help our community. And, and that's what uh, I really love about watching you. It, it, you're a hands-on guy. Um, it, it, it's not, you know, let me put the hat on right now because the camera's on. That, that's not what I see from you. I, I see that you're you're more involved in the city. You've been involved in the city, and you care for for children. You know, um, the point that you just made on on having a green space for for children. That I, I love what Villanueva did uh, to Venice Beach. I mean, it lasted for a little bit, and again, uh, the guys fighting an uphill battle, just like you are right now with city officials that. They just like the title, but do absolutely dilly squat to help better uh, our Los Angeles. And um, I, I mean, what, what propelled you to law enforcement to begin with? I mean, that you, you, something must have triggered you to say, "I gotta, I gotta fight for 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 these kids." What was it? What was that moment for you that you decided this is this is because I believe it's a calling. I, I say this all the time to you guys. I believe it's a calling. I don't think it's just a job. For the one that really loves what they do, it's a calling. I, I, I strongly believe that. What was that moment for you that where you said, I got to do this? When I was in the United States Army Infantry, um, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Uh, I also came to terms with the fact that uh, I was abused as a child and um, I wasn't going to be a victim anymore. I was going to be a survivor. And I started thinking, what was I going to do to give back? And I really wanted to do something to help abused and neglected children. 
and it was a long road, yeah. a long process. Um, but I finally ended up uh, in the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office, and I've been there 16 years. For the last 10 years, I've been helping children, both abused children sexually that were abused and then physically that were abused. And so I've been doing that for the last decade. But I think it really um, came to me uh, when I was in the military. And um, I started moving towards um, doing something uh, that was going to help children. But these things take a long time. Um, there's a lot of failures uh, in those roads you, you take. Um, but as long as you have the Lord uh, with you, um, I do think that you can get to that point. Remember this, on this planet, we're only passing through. Yeah. But while we're here, we need to do the best we can. And I do think everybody has a purpose under God. You just have to find out what that purpose is. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a while, and there's a lot of trials and tribulations to get to that point. But I do think you can get to that point. And then you do everything you can once you're there. Um, and so for me, um, I have a difficult situation because I have a boss who's not supportive of, of prosecuting individuals who murder and torture children, and that's sad. Um, but I'm not going to let that bring me down, and I'm going to do what's morally right, even though it's difficult. Uh, I do think other people are stepping up and doing that too. But one of the things about being a leader is it, sometimes you're just by yourself on that island. Yeah. But that's okay as, as long as you believe uh, and as long as you're doing the right thing. And, and you know, leadership, is, is, it's not the glitz and the glamour. It is making a decision that sometimes is very unpopular in, in time frames in, in, in life, such as what we have right now. But I think you're doing an excellent job on that, man. Um, you know, it's not easy. I mean, you're going against your boss really right and and you're saying no this this is immoral this needs to be corrected and i, I love how you stand on uh, on that hill man it is a hill worth dying for or on because the lives of kids man are at stake your department i mean i man i, I don't know how you guys how you how do you how do you go day day in day out having to to be an eyewitness to all this stuff. You know, there there is a, an obligation for every adult to protect the young and the old. You know, when, when it's a crime against a, a, a kid, a baby, or the elderly, you, you don't just, we can't, there's no way that we could just stand there, cross our arms, and look the other way. That That's, that's wrong. It's wrong on every level. I don't know how many times. I mean, th there was this one uh, 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 news footage that, that I watched. I think it was a week ago. And this guy's getting out of his, uh, it's in downtown Los Angeles. He's getting out of his vehicle. And two guys, there's two cars involved that you, that you see it on the footage. And they're robbing this guy. He gets out of it. And he has a luxury car, luxury car. It's in downtown Los Angeles. I mean, headquarters, LAPD headquarters is right down the street. And this is how out of control crime is right now. They, they pistol whip this guy. And then there's other males there. And nobody's helping. 
Nobody's nobody's saying, hey, you know, there, there's power in numbers. Let's let's help this guy. In fact, if you look at the footage, they just walk away. But this is where we're at right now in society, and it's wrong. And and, and I, I really admire that you're 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 being vocal, you're out there, and you're doing your job. The job that the city has employed you to do, you're doing it. And, and man, I, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. Uh, you know, I know it's difficult. I mean, I could only imagine you going to your office and you're plastered all over the place and going, no, this, we have a problem here at hand. You know, that's a difficult, difficult, difficult situation. But, man, uh, I think that your military background has built you that way to, to fight uphill and, and whatever it takes to get a victory for those that are being victimized on a daily basis here in Los Angeles. Uh, I, man, I, I, I'm so uh, honored, really, uh, to be sitting uh, with you on this podcast. And, and I know your time is valuable. And you could have been sitting anywhere else. But the fact that you're sitting here, man, uh, I want to say thank you uh, so much for your time. I know that... Um, Whatever I can do uh, to help out in in this uh, recall, um, man, I'm a phone call away, an email away, and you know, um, I, the platform that I have, I believe that God has given me that because I'm doing the same thing that similar to what you're doing from this angle, and we have a responsibility, man. I understand that, you know, uh, I, I don't want to see um, my city go down the toilet. It's a beautiful town, man. There's nothing like Los Angeles. You know, you can go from the snow to the desert to the beach within an hour and a half. And who can say that? We have a responsibility in Los Angeles to beautify this place. This place is it's it's such a a a a place where anyone that comes in is welcomed. And right now they're 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 in fear of their lives. Tourism. Nobody wants to come here right now. I mean, just watch the news and you see that. I want to see Los Angeles the way I saw it as a kid before the gang nonsense that I got involved in. I want to see kids playing outside. I miss that, man. You know, my my son, he goes and I live in Burbank. My son goes out and plays. Here's another thing uh, for those of you that are adults. You see kids playing outside? It's going to get noisy. Be okay with that. Listen, I'd rather have kids outside playing outside being kids, playing baseball, football. I'd rather see that than us adults being aggravated because they're being noisy outside because they're playing. And that message to that kid is well, I'm not welcome to play out here. And then there's that gang member, there's that drug dealer that's going to invite them to do deviant things. Let's let's think this through. Los Angeles, let's think this through. Please be a be a part of the solution. Stop worrying about the noise levels with these kids. I mean, I I I want to see that back in my city, man. 
I remember. I, I remember playing ba baseball out there. You remember. You probably did it too, right? Football outside. No, None of the adults worried about somebody breaking a, a window with a ball. It was, we got over it, right? The, the adults got over it and we played outside. I want to see Los Angeles like that, man. How about you? No, you're you're 100% right, Casey. Um, we need to get back to how L.A. used to be. I have a saying, justice for all, Los Angeles. Mm. And we need to have a DA who has justice for all. And that means you can balance reforms, yeah. helping one another, and public safety, where we can have our children going outside and playing baseball, playing catch, playing football, playing tag, uh, having a good time outside. Um, we have a situation right now where we can't do that. Yeah. And, and it, people need to realize that this isn't a political situation. This is a situation where we're all living yeah. day and day. And we need a DA who is willing to be a leader and is going to step forward and promise to make Los Angeles a safer place and also promise to implement much-needed reforms. That's what we deserve in Los Angeles, justice for all. Now, John, there's, you know, I sent you a questionnaire and stuff. I want to... I wanna, Spend some time. Uh, is there a program that maybe that that Angelinos could help uh, right now uh, on this on on this well, this battle that we have at hand? What are the programs that are available that where Angelinos could get their hands and feet wet and 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 you know and I know there's that big recall right. How do we get um, you know how do we help? So one of the things you can do is go to the recall website, which is www.recalldageorgegascon.com. If you haven't signed the petition, you could print it out there, sign it, and send it back uh, to the recall group. Um, we need about 570,000 signatures in 160 days. The deadline is July the 5th. And so we're working day in and day out to get those signatures. Um, there's another group called Bye Bye George. So <laughs> www.byebyegeorge.com. And that's a group that is trying to raise money to get digital media, trying to raise money to bring um, what's happening in Los Angeles to more of the um, black and brown communities. We're trying to uh, get Spanish media. We're trying to get billboards in Spanish, in, Latin, in um, uh, Korean, uh, in Farsi, um, and trying to get out to those communities um, where English may not be their first language to try to let them know what's going on um, in, their, in their neighborhood and in their communities. And so Bye Bye George is doing their best to raise money uh, to bring attention to that. Um, those are two great ones. You can also help with crime survivors. Um, you know, individuals who have been victims and survivors of crime um, who, like you said, Casey, they deal with that trauma for the rest of their lives. Yeah. If you're sexually assaulted, if, if your son or daughter or child is killed, um, if something like that happens, I mean, the, that affects them for the rest of their lives. And so Crime Survivors uh, is a really great organization to help um, also, um, I do a lot of events with children, and so uh, child help 
is a great organization. They're run out of Orange County, but they help children also in Los Angeles. Um, that's a great group and great organization that individuals can help and participate uh, and give money to. Um, and so, but it's not just about money. It's about your time. It's about yeah. support. It's about just being out there and trying to help these groups. But the recall groups are working really, really hard um, to try to bring attention uh, to what's going on in this community. And we need, we need a new DA. We need somebody who really wants to help Los Angeles become a better and safer place. And we also need um, more resources for children. Uh, there's too many children in this community who get abused, who get neglected, and we have a county that many times just leaves them behind. And so we need to really make sure that we help our children too. Uh, I always am talking about if you see something, say something. If you see a child being hurt, being abused, don't sit back and not do anything. Um, there's too many times where we have incidents like Gabriel, like other children, who so many people saw what was happening to them but didn't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and it's unfortunate when adults fold their hands. Um, but, you know, oh, I have this thing because before we even uh, leave here, there's some people that voted on the first recall and think that, well, I already did. Isn't it important to make sure that they come to this one again? 100%. I think many people, over 100,000 people, signed the first recall Um this is a new recall. Your signature doesn't count. So this specific recall, this new recall, if you sign the first one, you need to sign this one as well. So don't, don't, don't tell anybody, hey, I signed the recall two months ago. Um, this recall hasn't been around that long. And so you'll see a lot of people collecting signatures at supermarkets, at other locations. Even if you sign the first recall, you must sign this new recall i'm glad that i remembered about that because i know that 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 well you know people could sit on that one and then and then we we're back to square one where we don't want to be but um listen los angeles we, we thank you so much for spending your uh, your drive uh to or from work today i'm so glad that you joined us on this uh very important and informative interview here with uh john hatami if uh, you want to support this podcast, it's very easy. You just go to kcds.net. On there, there's a podcast button. You press that. It'll take you to the support button. And you got three ways to, to do that. Uh, any, anything helps. But I want to just very before we go, please, 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 if you love Los Angeles, do your part and make sure that we have a new DA in office uh, we need that. We really need that. Your city ne needs you to partake in this in this boat. Please do your part. Don't forget. Listen, if you want a safer Los Angeles, this is what it takes. Um, I'm all for reform. I'm all for redemption. I'm all for that. But we cannot be, we cannot stand idle and we cannot just allow crime to run rampant and not do nothing about it and think that it's just going to self-solve itself you know it, it, that doesn't happen like that it, it 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 happens by adults being adults and making good wise decisions to change the city to what once what it used to be a beautiful los angeles so la thank you so much 
John, Tommy, man, thank you, uh, brother, for being here. Uh, It's an honor. It really is. And I'm praying for you. Uh, Know that uh, since I met you, uh, my wife and I have been praying for you. And I know that. And I get goosebumps because, you know, we wake up early early in the morning. And it's one of my things, man. I know that you... You need that, and the city needs you. Uh, I hope that, you know, we're surprised and we have a brand-new DA uh, along somewhere. But, man, uh, thank you so much for for being here with us on the Shot Caller Podcast. Los Angeles, till next time. You know I'm going to say it because this is what I say every time. So don't act like you don't know. I say it every, every single episode. Make Jesus... First.